0: agrees. Sheriff Eric Sampson is in. Once again, not to arrest me that I know of. Maybe he'll wait till the end of the interview, which would be nice. He's in to talk about things going on. He's the sheriff of Anderscoggin County. Sheriff, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for being in
1: not a problem thanks for having us. you're all
0: casually dressed today it's all yes it's all all fancy just trying to slide in so
1: it's good it's good trying to make you feel comfortable
0: that's good well you know i appreciate that you know it's always it's always good i'm always like jeez is he is he waiting for today is he waiting for tomorrow i just you know you never know you never know what's going to happen might get me for that traffic ticket from 15 years ago or something you know sure yeah you never know I I would, you know, if I was
1: coming in as a guest on these shows, I'd be looking people up all the time and be like, what do they got going on? Yeah, that's what I would do. I really worry what you're going to say to me, you know, being from law enforcement. uh, (laughs) Every once in a while, somebody has a little bit of bitterness or it's an issue in the past like your speeding ticket 15 years ago. (laughs) But so far, you've treated me well.
0: I, I do what I can. I do what I can. I figure it's probably in my best interest to treat public officials nicely. I I just figure, you know. And we
1: like to have these good relationships with, uh, you know, members of the community.
0: Right. That's good. That's good. I I appreciate that. So let's talk about uh, LD-186, which is the uh, reversing jail consolidation. Well, it's kind of a big thing right now what, what's going on with that what is it for folks that don't know and and what's the plan on this
1: well just to give you a brief history uh, about seven eight years ago the jails were consolidated under one main one system through the state the state felt that there was efficiencies to be found beds to be had uh, for the inmate population by consolidating the jails what ended up happening in short is your 16 counties or 15 county jails um basically were merged under one system All the funds were added up, roughly 60-something million dollars combined. Some jails were closed or uh, had different hours. We were all given different purposes, um, some being pre-trial, some handing sentence population. And they took the money that uh, combined through all the counties together and they uh, used that to fund one main one system. So what's ended up happening is, uh, as a result, all of the jails were capped, Andrew Scoggins specifically at $4.2 million. Anything in excess of that was money from savings from the closures of other facilities within the state um, to offset. At this point, we're at about a $5.96 million budget. So if that gives you a, a gist of what goes on. In there, there was supposed to be funding provided by the state at roughly $2 million a year to the system for capital issues, expenses that go on with any business, um, and From there, uh, you know, potential, any growth in budgets would come from state funding. There was a board form, Board of Corrections. Um, It was kind of tailored here and there to address address issues, Um, given more authority, a a smaller board to have it more functional, um, looking at different issues, implementing plans for the futures of the jails. Um, Unfortunately, the state flat-funded the system. And at this point, over the past couple of years, you know, health insurance, heating, expenses like that tend to rise. And um, where there's no more money in the system, nothing being added to, the jails have had to go for supplemental funding. At this point, um, the governor's made it uh, statements. Um, it needs to go one way or the other. Either the counties take control or the state does. So LD 186 was crafted by a senator, I believe, um, you know, working with sheriffs and different members or organizations within the state to figure out what was in the best interest. And LD 186 proposes giving control and authority back to the county jails. Um, and so far, that's the only plan that's been submitted. I attended a uh, criminal justice hearings last week, um, listening to testimony. And it, it's it's gone one pitch, which is give control back. And there's concerns either way. I mean, there's a, a cost to Andrew County either way. Um, but we haven't heard what would happen under the state's plan to take it back. Um, would Andrew County, for instance, that $4.2 million cap, would that remain home and relief for our taxpayers, or would the state continue to take that? Because it, it looks at face value that one way or the other, somebody's going to provide sun, sun, uh, funding for either the state or the counties to control their jails. Uh, so it's out there. Um, it needs to be resolved rather quickly because some jails depend on financing and management issues starting July 1st. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how it involved, you know, how it evolves. But I can tell you that the, uh, Sheriff's association has been very active. Joel Mary, uh, is the president of our association. He's a Saginaw County sheriff and he's represented us well. Um, you know, for justification purposes of why control is better with the counties, the 195 year history of the sheriffs managing these facilities and the differences with state department of corrections and county jails, um, and there is differences in our correctional facilities.
0: Eric Sampson is the Andruscoggin County Sheriff. We'll have more with him coming up. It's 8-12, 36 degrees. Listen to The Breakfast Club on Z1055. The new Z1055. New music. New music. Z, The new Z1055. Z1055. talk with Sheriff Eric Sampson, Andruscoggin County just a minute ago talked about uh, LD 186. What's the what's the next step on that? Is that being voted on? Is that trying to get pushed through? What what are we waiting on with that at this point?
1: Well, I've been kind of learning the legislative pra- uh, legislative positions as we go along. It's been a work in progress. And luckily, I have some resources in the other sheriffs uh, informing you of what's happened or what the process is, I guess you'd say. And they had a public hearing, uh, then they had a, several workshops. I believe from there, they're going to you know, reformat and come up with what they believe would be the best resolution for the issue. Um, out of it came some pretty good discussions about the Board of Corrections and the state's role in funding or lack thereof, which may have caused some problems. Um, but you can't miss the, you know, point coming out of the executive office, which is the state or the county funding one or the other run an operation. Uh, so there's hurdles, there's different perceptions. There's, um, you know, a lot of work going into this from, you know, you got the Maine County Commissioners Association, Sheriff's Association, Maine Municipal Association has been involved, and then, uh, you know, legislative and Senate, uh, Senate delegates from the Criminal Justice Committee and uh, appropriations. I've been contacted by a lot of local re- representatives, which is good because this issue is going to affect um, not only our operation um, in, in corrections, but also the property taxpayer. Uh, so I'm glad that they are all um, interested, paying attention, and trying to understand it. And I've been, as sheriff, trying to lay out every possible scenario, because there's costs either way. Um, but I think the more information you can put up, will keep them informed and give them uh, more perspective into making a, the best decision for you know the county of Androscoggin and the state of Maine.
0: Let's talk about some of the recent activities that members of the department and you've uh, been involved with recently. There was a recent uh, banquet awards legislative breakfast and uh, a
1: little bit of training as well. Yeah, um, recently um, I was fortunate to attend the Maine Sheriff's Association annual banquet and and there was two days of training. Um, First, you know, I got to say I I saw human trafficking as part of the training curriculum for law enforcement and um, I'm glad I attended because it gave me a lot of useful information as far as what actually human trafficking is and how it is affected in Maine. Uh, it was great awareness for me. Um, I had, a, I guess, a false perception of what it actually represented and it was a lot more detailed than I, um, I expected. Uh, the next day we had a, a speaker from out of state um, who talked about emotional survival with law enforcement. Uh, that was very good because a lot of things you could relate to in yourself and you could identify in your coworkers and members of your department. And um, it, it just gave you an approach to be aware of these things to help people throughout their career um, and, and monitor their activity because it's in everybody's best interest when it comes to um, seeing certain displays of action amongst yourself and co-workers uh, because it affects your health and well-being. And um, that the, the evening concluded with uh, awards. And I got to tell you, I looked over all the submissions and it was very difficult because you have 16 counties that were you know submitting officer of the year valor awards and there were so many deserving people from so many agencies that it made uh the decision very difficult but i'm proud to say that one of our own was uh represented for or awarded for employee of the year and that was joanne charpentier she's the executive assistant to the sheriff she's been employed with the agency for 34 years and she was nominated by myself and received the award for employee of the year. Uh, I know she was happy with the recognition and a little embarrassed at the same time, Um, but it was great to have somebody from our agency represented amongst the many um, submissions for the award. Uh, The county commissioners recently hosted the legislative and senate delegation, um, and I, I was fortunate to be able to give a rundown of the department operations and what effects LD 186 could have with the jail consolidation, whether the state takes it or not, Um, explaining to them the cost um, that would come regardless of which way it goes. And again, I was happy with the attendance, happy with the opportunities the county commissioners gave me uh, and taking the opportunity to invite them and go through that with them Uh, because their Senate legislation is going to have a say in this. They're going to have that vote. And again, it was important to give them as much information as it could regarding you know, the sheriff's department and the county facility, um, and what costs were either way. And they were very receptive. And um, from that, there was a lot of follow up. So I think open up the dialogue was very good, because the more information they can have when they make this decision, the more useful it'll be.
0: Eric Sampson is the sheriff of Androscoggin County. We'll have more with him coming up. You're listening to The Breakfast Club Z1055. It is 824. <music> Seven degrees. Eric Sampson is in. He's the sheriff of Androscoggin County. We're talking about a myriad of issues because there always seems to be a myriad of issues here in Androscoggin County. Um, Getting caught up on a lot of things as well. Recently received a a federal grant for about $20,000 to help with rural speed enforcement. Let's talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, um, we have a number of individuals that work for the department that all have different interests or... uh you take on different things because you know, one or two people can't get it all done, so it's always appreciated. And a lot of times, I uh, get approached by staff that request, Hey, can I put in for this grant? Here's what it'll be. And uh, Sergeant Riley Bryant um, received through his work and filling out the applications $20,000 uh, federal grant for speed enforcement, radar details, um, extra patrols in rural areas throughout the county, uh, and what it'll involve is he's going to manage it and uh, schedule the deputies um, for the extra patrols. It's good because it gives us a larger presence. We're a small department in a large county and uh, it provides extra coverages for those towns. And we hope the presence in and of itself will be a deterrent because uh, we always look for voluntary compliance. The fines are hefty. Um, we don't like writing, writing you know people tickets for those amounts, but it's you know part of the job, part of the requirement. And we've put it out there, giving people fair notice that we will have extra patrols and hopefully it has an effect with uh, other issues in communities seeing a larger police presence because it gives us that opportunity, um, you know, to have that presence in communities.
0: Well, and this is the time of year, too. A lot of people are using those a lot more of those back roads. Hey, I can go 70 down here. Nobody's going to catch me. Yeah. It kind of maybe keeps you out of that because you never know when a kid's out in the middle of the country and they think, hey, I can go out into the street and get that ball. Well, you know, when Johnny's driving his Audi down the road at 70 miles an hour, it's probably not a good idea.
1: Yeah, uh, it's, you know. It's funny because we receive a lot of traffic complaints, um, you know, regularly, people that live on somewhat high travel roads. And uh, the irony is we'll set up a radar detail um, where we have a, a vehicle that'll identify speeders and we'll have cars up ahead positioned to stop those cars so that way you can get a larger volume. And uh, it's always kind of embarrassing when you're pulling over the complainants. Um <laughs> You, you know well you called you said there was a problem and you know we've identified it uh well it's just it's you, you never know what to expect like on the job so uh it's good that the community knows we're there um and, it, and it's good to be involved and you know we appreciate uh we have several other employees that have applied for grants some for capital equipment which is at a savings for our tax base because we need the equipment to do our job and some for other services or additional patrols um so we got a department that is well, involved with their community. Some even seek office, uh, you know, and some hold office uh, as selectmen or school board officials. So it's good to have that representation and community involvement with um, all the areas in Anderson County, as well as the work they put in to get these grants.
0: Well, that's like saying, hey, there's been a lot of shoplifting at this store, and then like, hey, I'm gonna get arrested for shoplifting. Yeah, hey, like, they're not
1: gonna pay attention to me because I'm the one that told them. I'm the yeah. one that
0: told. Yeah, yeah, d- don't it's, don't always, do that, a, it's always
1: a little embarrassing, uh, but uh, <laughs> either way, we're there and we heard their complaints and now they know it's been answered. And, and, and absolutely, we and are they know a, it firsthand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing how that works. Yeah. Uh, interviews with
0: college and high school students. What's, uh, what's this all about?
1: It's been interesting. Um, I've had a number of college students and a couple of high school students um, asked to meet with me. Uh, they're doing term papers, they're doing research, and what's impressed me most is um, the different topics they're looking at, the diversity in their questions. Some are, you know, why did you want to be a police officer? What's involved? Some are asking about um, issues with diversity within communities and how we're dealing with it. Some are asking about uh, the amount of training involved with uh, assaults on y- young children or domestic issues. So it's it's kind of, you sit there sometimes and, it, and it's enlightening and it's encouraging that I think people realize there's a whole group of aspects within your law enforcement job, your, your career. Um, a lot of issues that we're involved in and you know every once in a while I get a chuckle. Paul Harvey uh, did some sort of it's on YouTube, uh, you know what it means to be a police officer and it really affects people differently. You really have an opportunity to address some different issues and with that you know our training standards are always up, things are always evolving and you know law enforcement officers today are involved in numerous social issues as well as criminal issues, um, and communities dependent upon us to you know, be their resource. Um, and, and part of those, uh, some of those students have asked that we've surveyed staff and staff has participated in helping them with their research um, with issues. It's It's been interesting. Another thing I, I, I failed to mention when we were talking is recently we started labor management again, uh, meeting with union representation to identify common goals, uh, to increase communication. Um, you know, to work together labor and management to approve working conditions within the department. I'm dealing with a staff, um, and you know, a group of coworkers that have been without a contract for, you know, two or three years, I believe, um, that's, they're negotiating with the county commissioners and it's nice to be able to sit down with them and, you know, know they're still committed to their jobs, their careers, their purpose, um, contract issues aside and work with them to accomplish things, recognizing the department and, um, uh, you know, the services we perform. Uh, identifying goals, trying to improve things within the department and work more efficiently. So I was really encouraged um, to open up that line of communication and we're going to start meeting more frequently and involving different people. Um, so it's 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 really been a good experience all in all.
0: Eric Sampson is the sheriff of andrews County. We'll have more with him coming up. It's 844, 37 degrees, Z1055. The Breakfast Club. The News. High fives. Joined by Eric Sampson. He's the sheriff of Goggin County, coming in and catching us up on some things. Now, there are uh, quite a few activities coming up. Let's talk about those. I know there's a drug take back and also got Celebrity Waiter stuff going on. So uh, let's talk about those.
1: Yeah, I was invited to participate in the Celebrity Waiter for the uh, Sexual Assault Prevention and Response Services. It's to raise funds for their cause. Um, and it was funny. The original invite was sent to me saying, yeah, you know, Celebrity Waiter, and we'll have staff to assist you, and you can share your special talent." Well, I thought about that, and I'm thinking, you know, I don't, I don't get any special talent. So I kind of had this delayed response. I went home, and I talked to my daughter about it. I'm like, yeah, they want me to share their, my special talent. My daughter actually laughed right along with me about that. But I did get back to them, and um, I'm going to participate. It should be fun. It's for a good cause to raise money. And uh, looking at the list, there's a lot of uh, you know, people involved locally, with you know, great name recognition probably to help them with uh, generate enthusiasm for participation and and to generate funds. Uh, so that ought to be interesting. Um, we have the drug take back program which is gonna take place April 25th. It was originally um, a federal drug enforcement agency and uh, used to manage the program. Uh, they decided to back off it. The Maine Sheriff's Association looked at the success of the program and the use in the state of Maine and we decided to pick up the cause because it has been extremely successful in Maine. So locally, um, my chief deputy, uh, William Gagne is going to be managing the, the program with other departments and healthy Andrew Scoggin to distribute boxes and, uh, advertisement for drug take back. Uh, but I think it's an important program that's been successful in the past and, um, the sheriff's association was glad to, Take on the cause and oversee the program. You know, working with the other law enforcement agencies in our county, uh, as well as locally here, Healthy Uh We got the Special Olympics torch run coming up. Um, it'll be in June. I was challenge to run in it and uh, lately I've been on a diet waiting for the warm weather to come to start running and it again. And that's, that's why we're yes, watching what we eat. Now the truth comes out. There's a reason for I everything. I thought there
0: was some type of swimsuit calendar no. that was coming out for the sheriffs. I know there, there's this thing that the fire department does with like uh, the, the fire department and all those things. So yes. I, I figured you guys were running one of those but no it's the torch run. You want to be able to, yeah. to hold the torch. I, oh, we yeah.
1: have a detective, Detective Kevin Nichols. Uh, he's been largely involved in representing our agency with Special Olympics and And he, a month or so ago, challenged the members of the department to run the Torch Run. And I said, I'd do it. And I've been holding back on the soda intake and uh, other things I routinely enjoy to be able to condition myself to participate and start running again. It's just the weather isn't cooperating. Um, I do like the warm weather. But it's, you know, to raise awareness and for a good cause, law enforcement agencies across the state participate in raising funds. Um, And with that, we also have... um, a member former member of our department kind of coordinates it he now works for lewiston police department but the rancourt run uh david rancourt was a member of our department for a number of years he's fallen in the line of duty and um every year uh, a member of the department has organized um the rancourt run again to raise funds for special olympics in honor of David Rancourt and uh, you know the individual now works for Lewis Police Department that is coordinating But we're working with him we reached out to him yesterday his name is uh, officer Travis Fecto with Lewis Police Department Um, so we have a number of things coming up with Special Olympics that I'll be participating in and members of our department will as well as other agencies and members of the community Um, we have an alternative sentencing program it's basically uh, programs for people that have been given uh terms of incarceration and uh we will go to work for urban parks and rec it's managed by sergeant langelier out of the jail um as opposed to going to the jail we recently has one at lewison high school this one i believe is at Urban parks and rec they'll perform community service they pay to attend keeps them out of jail provides a great service to the communities uh some return for their investment in corrections and uh it helps to lower our headcount well you know like i said while producing revenue and a great service and then captain La france routinely uh participates in the United Way touch a, uh, touch a Truck event, which will be May 2nd at Central Maine Community College. And again, uh, they'll have different vehicles from different agencies, fire, police, probably construction, um, where kids or adults can go and see the vehicles used in the operation of our, our uh, line of work. And Captain France has been involved in that and will continue to be involved in that event. So it's good to have you know a number of different individuals involved uh, with these um, events and fundraising activities. Um, on a training level, I'd like to mention that through the National Alliance of Mental Illness, or NAMI, um, we have several individuals that will be attending the CIT training, crisis intervention training, uh, along with members of the Lewiston and Arbor Police Departments. I think the training is good, useful, and it will help them to identify uh, people in crisis or with mental health issues, uh, so they can deal with them appropriately, as well as uh, see what resources available in the communities we serve for these people. It's a program that I support. I met with them back in uh, NAMI back in January to get our agency involved. My goal is to have 100% participation and have and I encourage NAMI to work with us on something with corrections if we maintain management of the correctional facility, uh, to have them participate in future years because it's another tool on the belt of both law enforcement and corrections, and it's worthwhile. Ironically, there's legislation being proposed right now to require departments have 20% certification in this. So we'll be ahead of the curve. Um, It's good to participate. We haven't in over a decade and I think it's a useful training tool. But uh, there's a lot of exciting things happening and will continue to happen, and different members of our department will continue to represent our department and law enforcement as a whole in the communities of Androscoggin.
0: And you can follow along with all the stuff that's happening, along with other uh, announcements and things. Just follow them on Facebook, like them on Facebook, Androscoggin County Sheriff's Department. Eric Sampson is the sheriff of Androscoggin County. Eric, thank you very much.
1: No, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to promote the department and and also the communities of Androscoggin. And again, thank you very much for allowing me to keep my freedom. I appreciate Not that. Not a problem. <laughs> I, I know it's going to be tough. Well, it costs us too much to have you. you know? I, I understand.
0: It really uh, You'd have to feed. Uh, yeah, I'd probably lose a lot of weight in there. 858, 38 degrees. That'd be a heck of a diet. Mm-hmm. You're listening to The Breakfast Club on Z1055. The Breakfast Club.